If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. The winner. The winner. The winner. Winning. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's try and find you a winner on a great race day tomorrow. And looking forward to getting back out to Rose Hill where we've got uh, 10 of the best. And before we get to our panel of Chris Roots, Mike Ward and Richard Callender, let's go to the track manager there at to Rose Hill, Sean Patterson, who joins us. G'day, Sean. Good morning. Mate, thanks for taking this call. Totally unannounced. Mario's just done the old cold call and you've answered. We appreciate why I wanted to chat with you was uh, to talk about what's happened at Rose Hill this week from a weather perspective, and then you guys have got the fancy machine there at the ATC. We're obviously reading the the forecast on uh, on bomb, and it's saying that uh, the Bureau of Meteorology is saying that there's possible storms developing and 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 maybe severe. What's your system saying for the Savo too, mate? Yeah, look, it's been a kind of crystal ball in itself. Um, look. At this stage, it's starting to disappear a little bit. They're saying 8 mil from uh, late this evening into early morning and clearing throughout the day. Uh, that, that's gone down from yesterday where we were expecting 21 mil, so now we're going down to 8 mil. So we're just keeping right. a track of it, but the track is sitting in a soft six, higher side of a soft six, so we've still got a nice bit of moisture in it to get us through. So that's good. So in a situation like this, say if it hadn't rained earlier in the week, and then you will know that you were going to get, well, it started off that you're possibly going to get 21 and then it's dropped now. That would be a lot more tricky because you'd be thinking, geez, we've got no, nothing in this track and now that the rain might not be coming, do we need to do something ourselves? You can just let Mother Nature take its course now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Obviously, today is looking at 36 degrees, so we're just going to be tracking how that improves throughout the day. Obviously, with this rainfall expected overnight, we'll just keep an eye on it and see where it sits to, but we do start in a, in a nice soft six, so... Look, it's got a little bit of moisture to get there. As we've noticed in previous weeks, we probably need a little bit more moisture in there just with these tracks and going through renovations and how they're improving. So, look, we're sitting really nicely for tomorrow. If um, if it is obviously, what, 36 today, pretty humid, uh, we don't get as much expected tonight. I mean, the way in which you've seen this track bounce back in the last couple of months and weeks, is there a huge chance we could be in the good range tomorrow? Well, look, the positive about tomorrow is we're only looking at a top of about 23 degrees. So a lot cooler than we've been seeing on other race days throughout this summer. Um, look, they're adamant we're going to get something. So, look, either it's a couple mil or it's a little bit more, we expect it to stay in the soft range come tomorrow. And then we're not going to see dramatic improvement throughout the day, just to how we've been tracking throughout the week. So we still think we're going to have plenty of moisture in it come tomorrow. We do see it's going to improve, but only marginally, and um, should be a really good surface. Sean, appreciate, mate. As I said, this wasn't planned. We just gave you a ring. You've answered your beauty, and uh, hopefully everything goes to plan later today and tomorrow. Perfect. Thank you. Champion, mate. Uh, our panel is Chris Roots, Mike Wood, Richard Callender. Richard, I'll come to you to kickstart the panel today, mate. Hello. Um, how does that make you feel hearing that you know the Rose Hill track better than anyone? You've been following how these tracks have been playing and, and having a bet. Do you think that uh, we'll be on a much more improving service tomorrow? Oh, look, I, I, I think we'll be around the, the, the six, the soft range. Sean and his team do a, a good job at Rose Hill. Um, yeah, look, I, I've worked around a soft track. Just uh, No matter what happens, there'll be that little give in the track. So um, it depends really what happens tonight. Um, yeah, and I'm talking about the weather, not uh, the Tay-Tay concert. But uh, it'll be depends how much falls tonight will be dependent on tomorrow. And let's hope we only get a, a few mil in the truck. I'll handle that. Chris Roots joins us as well. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Dave. 
looking forward to this race meeting tomorrow, mate. There's some good progression with these horses. Some of them we've already seen, some for the first time tomorrow. Yeah, it's um, it's it's sort of moving day, isn't it? The the Group Two races they they all lead to Group Ones in the coming weeks, and you sort of get your um get your your own rankings in your head after this day and know where you're going throughout the throughout the autumn. And um, look, it's going to be a great day. Hopefully tonight, Richard's out at um, Canterbury with um, the missus working. Travis Kelsey can be out there having a couple of beers beers and um, getting a couple of tips off Richard. Hundred percent. That's what I'd be doing straight to Canterbury. Let's leave the crowds at Homebush and and try and back a winner. Uh, I reckon if you had him. Um, in the chair, he'd be saying, I'd rather be at Canterbury. Uh, Michael Waters joining us as well. Mate, um, if you cast your eye over this meeting tomorrow, you're feeling confident? Yeah, of course, mate, of course. Love Rose Hill with the rail through soft ground. Every horse should get their chance, unlike Alencia last week, which is a hard watch, wasn't it? I mean, everyone's talking about Taylor Swift, but the Pearl Jam pre-sale tickets are on today. Much bigger news for me, mate. 100%. All right, let's mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Pearl Jam. You know Pearl Jam, <laughs> Richard. Yeah, wait, 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 how, how long? Was that thirty or forty years ago? Yeah. Uh, given given the fact I'm forty, maybe about twenty years ago. Yeah, I'll say twenty. Dave, yeah. we can just give a quick announcement. Um, there's been a, uh, a motorcycle accident uh, on the Hunter Expressway uh, just near Cessnock. So, um, if you're heading, uh, and we first of all we hope that the uh, I think it's a gentleman's AOK. There's a a big hold up there for any of the trainers, jockeys, kind of heading from Newcastle, kind of. To Corindai will be held up. Um, so the stewards are well aware of that and uh, they're monitoring that situation. But thoughts are with the gentleman on the motorbike, but I know there's a lot of horse floats and some trainers and jockeys that are held up in that situation. Let's get into uh, tomorrow's meeting at Rose Hill. Let's start with the Hobartville. It's race eight on the card, gentlemen. Tom Kitten is a 320 favourite. You've got NCAP at uh, $6, Duke Cass at $8. Um, You've got uh, Fukubana at $9. Now, there was a little bit of money around for Fukubana, albeit not huge money, but enough uh, to uh, to just trim up a little bit. The main hold here is on uh, on Tom Kitten and Incap, as you'd expect, the top two in the market. How do you see the Hobartville? We'll go in that order of entry. We'll start with you, Richard. Uh, I think he wins uh, Tom Kitten. Um, this is the, the level down. The, the big dogs will be there next week. Militarise, who comes through the weight parade last week against Bangirl and and uh, the really A grade. Tom Kitten's quality, I just think um, he beats them here. Good barrier. Nash on. NCAP's just drawn that awkward gate. He's a trier, there's no doubt, NCAP. But I just think Tom Kitten, he only had a really a dash up that last little bit first up in the, um, uh, what was it, the, the 1200 metre race behind um, Cabalas. I think he's look. It's just a long tail. Look, I, I'm going to back Tom Kitten and save a peanut on a horse that I, I've backed many a times, and maybe, maybe now he's just come back a little bit better. And that's Ducast, who I thought was outstanding at Warwick Farm. So, Tom Kitten from Ducast for me. Chris, we're, read, we're reading from the same book, Richie. I, I just think um, Tom Kitten. He's. I think he's going to be be go, go out and make himself probably one of the best. The best three-year-old, three-year-old in Sydney. This this preparation. Now James Cummings always does this. He always wants to give them the extra run. Like a lot of trainers these days, go one run into the guineas. He, he wanted that first up run, get them to the races. He hit the line. I think Nash described it best when he said um, his next hundred metres is going to be his best hundred metres. Fourteen hundred metres might be a bit short for him, but he's got he's got quality, 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 and I think that'll carry him to victory 
on Saturday. Um, Ducas, well, it's it's been a bit of a heartbreak. Also, I followed it as a two-year-old, come back and then finally finally got a win, and that might just click it in the gear. So I'll be having a I'll be saving on it as well. But I think they're the two, um, Tom Kidden, and I think three dollars twenty is a fairly fair price. Yeah, I've got I've got nothing against him, boys. I looked at that run, that first up run a couple of times, the Eskimo Prince run, and the first time I looked at it, I didn't like it at all. He just looked like he was much more down. This preparation maybe wanted further, but it was a funny race, wasn't it? It was downwind, so it was only a steady tempo, and they quickened, and he was just all legs there for a while. The fact that he almost caught NCAP in the last 100 metres is unbelievable because he was gone 300 metres out, so he's got to be the way to go. I think Nash holds a spot midfield, and hopefully the Waterhouse trio that come across set up a decent tempo. It's just the barriers, isn't it? NCAP and Celestial Legend would have been threats, I think, but those wide barriers make it tough for them. Maybe listen for writing announcements on Celestial Legend because this could be their best chance to win a group races prep. So if he goes forward, he could be a bet as well. And if you want a roughie to follow this prep, I reckon Chell Wolf, and I think I pronounced that right, for Joey Pride, stout pedigree, tries really hard. He could be a race of Guinea Smokey. Just with the prices, so Tom Kitt went up 360 um, on... Wednesday. This was at 11.30 and by 3 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon was in the 3.20. Hasn't changed its price since then. NCAP similar story. $8 out to 9 by lunchtime on the 21st. So uh, on Wednesday. Now into $6. Um, as a result, uh, Ducast has gone 6 out to 8 and hasn't firmed at all. Uh, Fukabana was another firmer as well. 15 on Wednesday by 3 o'clock was out to that uh, $16 price, now into a $9 price, and the others obviously have drifted. Uh, also, He-Man, a little bit of money around for He-Man, boys. What do we think of the six? Come to you, Richie. He-Man, who's first up? Yeah, first up, the run, you go back. Was it also running the carbine behind Gaze Horse that led? Um can't remember the name of Gaze that yeah, led. Yeah, uh, um, Kaizad um, down at um, yeah, down Kaizad yeah. one. And then it's, uh, I'll just punch it up. Yeah, so my memory was right. It, it was um, a good run yeah, behind look, Macarena that day. I just reckon from that gate he goes back, and therefore he's going to be behind Tom Kitten. That I think I, I just had anything settling behind Tom Kitten. Yep. I ruled out. I can't see anything coming from behind Tom Kitten. Uh, the horse that Mike mentioned. Uh, look, Mike mentioned two wonderful, two uh, real good uh, positives. Tom Kitten can hold a spot midfield, no doubt. There's only. Uh, what ten runners, twelve runners? He can hold fifth, sixth, seventh without a trouble. And that cow wolf or CO wolf for my people out in the pubs. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the horse that split end cap and Tom Kitts last spring. So uh, no knock on that cold either. Um, but go go, Chris. I was, well, I was just going to say they're betting 123 percent the tab. What price do you think Tom Kitten starts? Well, six to one. Yeah, I think I think when nine o'clock comes tomorrow morning, he'll be he'll definitely have a two in front of him. I think there'll be there'll be there'll be a lot of money for him. I think he's just the race just sets up so well for him. Like there's enough speed there. He's um, obviously progresses. Last time second up, he won first up in the up and coming last time. But second up, they they found a flint hard track. The other thing with him, I think he's better with a little bit of the top off the track, and that's what he's going to get. He's just there's just so many positives for him in this race. And if he if he is going to test militarised in the Guineas, he has to win this, or it's militarised will be odds on in the Guineas. So um, I just think I, I just find too many positives for him, particularly Nash getting getting back on. So he he's he's really nice. Theo Wolf um, is is an interesting horse. I think Joe Pride decided to stop after after in the spring rather than take on 
the big guns right through and with a focus on the guineas and races like that. So I expect him to run really well. And his, his, his between run in December, I think it was, it was just a, a train wreck against the older horses. All right, let's go to race seven here, gents. You're on the punters panel with uh, Richard Callender, Mike Wood and Chris Roods. This is the Millie Fox. Now, uh, obviously, our favourite uh, Lady Laguna when markets first opened. She went up 280. That's what uh, price they put up, 280. And within a minute, she was into 240. Another minute, she was into 230. Uh, then it took a couple of hours, she was into 210. Now she's back at the 225. So she's clearly the best-backed runner at this stage in terms of what's being held. Zoo Gotcha, on the other hand, went 440, out to 5, back to 480, back out to 460. Madame Pomery, 11 to 13. Star Tontes has been a drifter. Renaissance Woman has been 16 to 14. Uh, Argenti has been a drifter, 15 to 19. Lectvardi, interesting. They were quite keen to back Lectvardi late on Wednesday afternoon. Got the $16 and there was a nibble there, 16 into $13. Uh, and Vienna Princess has been 8 to $9. And, of course, down the bottom, How Good Are You has been 8 to 11 It was scratched. From race 10 tomorrow, of course, that 1,300 to race in this after party for one and, and obviously gently rolled, uh, not going around there. So do we think that Lady Laguna... I mean, Richie, is Lady Laguna too short here or does she just select herself? Yeah, uh, look, uh, you can nearly price her even. You can nearly price her two to one. Um, no disrespect. But, you know, and she'd be hard to say And that the other day. This is now 1,300. Look, um, the speed of the race... You'd imagine Diamond Dealer with the blinkers crosses those to its inside. Then it allows how good a year rolls to the front. Lady Laguna just seems to have a picnic walking across. And then Zagotcha probably tries to stalk it. Zagotcha never come up last preparation. Um, it was 1,100 first up. And I think it just got it out of the comfort zone. And then she went 11, uh, 13 or 12, 14. She was just never happy. They've tipped her out, started again. She looked terrific the other night at Canterbury Park when uh, Chris Wallace sent four horses around there. I think Zugotcha is the big query. Tomorrow, Zugotcha could start $3, and if it does, it wins, Zugotcha. I think she's better than them. I think she's got a class edge on these comfortably, but she could easily start $7, and you're, and you're in you know, plenty of trouble. No doubt the favourite's the one to beat. Vienna Princess is probably going to give them a start. She looked awesome last preparation, but can she give them that bigger start? And then you look at how good are you, who was friendless in the betting first up, led and got tired as the market suggested. It wouldn't surprise me tomorrow with 54 on its back, lead there by itself if they decide to it be the big go. They're the four. is the one I could back at the moment, and how dare are you? How good are you? But you know what? I hate to sit on fences because I break them. But uh, I think it's a, a, a wait to see what happens with the betting tomorrow. It's interesting with Zoo Gotcha. It's won the race that Chris Waller uses with all his good fillies. Like, it won, its last win was in the Farlap Stakes. Now, that, that's that been made into, by Chris, has made that into his best, the best filly he's got goes to that race, and then they win Group 1s. And it's already won it. It had already won its Group 1, Zoo Gotcha. They tried to. They were thinking about sprinting it and making an Everest horse in the um, in the spring, and um, sort of come unstuck the preparation. But it was only two lengths from um, Sunshine in Paris first up on a firm track, and Sunshine in Paris was in this race. It'd be favourite. There's no doubt about that because of the boom on it. It's had four 
five, it's won five times, won four times on wet tracks. It gets it gets the the cut off the top of the track, and it's um it has to carry the Group One penalty. But I think it's just better than them. I think Lady Laguna's had been the best placed horse. Annabelle's done a wonderful job in finding the right races for the right prize money, and has got it got it through its grades. But it's meeting the A graders here. There's three Group One winners in this race. I think it's way too short, and I think Zoo Gotcha's the value. I, I think it's one of the better bets of the day, Zoo Gotcha. Jeez, on this, we're on the same page this morning, boys. I'm circling around the same horse as well. I think you guys have you guys have covered it perfectly, and I'd love a bit of stable mail, Richie, if you've got it from Zoo Gotcha about how she's going, but I'm glad to hear she looked good at Canterbury um, just the other week. It's all about whether she can get back to that form from two preps ago, which is obviously around in secret and some of the best fillies in the land. And Lady Laguna, look, last start, Obviously, James Macrodoni now gets on Zagotcha, and he gave her an absolute peach that day. For some reason, Malkovich went slow in the lead, and she just got a nice run on pace. It was a steady tempo, and she sprinted it clear. I think the Miss Hellfire form reference from two starts ago is probably a better form reference, and I reckon Zagotcha beats it. What about the Parramatta Cup, guys? It's race five on the card tomorrow at Rose Hill. Chris Roots, Mike Wood, Richard Callender, your panel today. And obviously, Zenzella was down to run in Melbourne. Uh, they scratched it there, the Mar team. I was going to say the Mar Eustace team, but the Mar team. Uh, so definitely we'll see Zenzella in Sydney. As a result, uh, 370 in from 460 when markets first opened. So it's been popular. Um, Dye Mill's been 360 into 350, back to 360, and holds a good bit of money. So there's uh, definitely some support around. Canberra Legends, an interesting runner here, boys, because it's 13 into $11 with the tab. Um, we'll get the, obviously, the run was an emergency. Tyler Schiller. So it'll jump uh, as well from gate 10 after the uh, the scratchings. And another horse as well that's had some support is uh, the other emergency, uh, the 16, Almania for Tommy Sherry, which will uh, it'll start from Almania gate... No, it won't start from gate 15, pardon me. It'll start from gate two and uh, Tommy to ride in the Australian bloodstock colours. Is it a difficult race, this, to dissect, Richie? I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's doubt this tricky. Um, does Roma Avenue run here? It probably doesn't, does it? Uh, it runs in the other race. Uh, it would have been the lead leader. And outside of it, what leads? Does Entente's lead? Does... Uh, so United, does Canberra Legend go forward from out there with 53 on its back? I, I can't see a fast run race with Roma Avenue coming out, can you? I, the boys might be able to tell you different. I can't see a fast race with it coming out. And I reckon Denzella from a nice barrier holds a spot with 53 and a half. I think it's clearly the horse to beat, Zenzella. But I'm prepared to uh, have a peanut on a couple of others like Carla Paul, Bold Mac. Uh, Lord Ardmore and Almania, but um, Zenzella clearly the one to beat because I think it gets the right run with 53 and a half. It might have a better turn of foot, a better turn of speed than a few of these others being that little bit fresh and staying around the, the 1900. So she's top pick for mine, Zenzella, particularly with the run she I think she gets. Yeah, with with this race, it's one of those races where you've got, and there's a couple of these races, I think the Lady Laguna race uh, where you've got form coming through that horses are sort of getting towards the end of their preparations and they've got a got a, a good piece of work behind them. And then you've got the horses coming through, getting ready for races like the Sydney Cup and uh, during the carnival. So I've, I've landed on uh, Diamel. I, I think the soft track really helps. James gets James McDonald. It's not a race I'm very keen to bet into and bet, tipping a favourite's sort of always 
um, a bit of a cop out, but I think it I think it can win. I think Richie's on the mark there for Lord Ardmore. I think it's going really well. I think it could be one of those horses that could um, could get get it have its day day on Saturday. This race often throws up ten or twelve dollar winners because the horses that are fresh and first up stayers can run really strong races and point be pointers towards a big autumn for them. Yeah, that's that's the risk before you dive into one of these favourites, isn't it? You just got to worry about is one of these Waller first uppers or one of the other first uppers ready to go, and they might get under our guards. And it's hard to tell looking at the form guy which one it's going to be. You might have to look at the yard. Um, this is we talked about the weather before. This is the biggest weather watch for me for Saturday. I think if the storms hit tonight, and we get 10, 15 mil or more. Surprisingly, I think Zenzella has to be a bet. I think 2200 metres firm track didn't really suit her last start. Back to 19 wet ground with that fitness base means she can get. Will hold off to Imel, I think. He'll sprint well, but I think maybe second up on a wet track might be too much for him. And maybe cover on the first up that's back the most late. All right. Now, boys, uh, actually, Richie, do you want to give another update, mate, to um, those people travelling to Corindai? So I'm just, just getting a few pictures from a couple of the trainers that are stuck in uh, the, the dramas there. So there's about three or four ambulances that have just arrived now. So there's a few more involved than, uh, than we first thought. There's police cars everywhere. So there's going to be some massive hold-ups. So obviously, our, um, first things first, let's hope that those involved in the accident are A-OK. But there's major hold-ups on that um, uh, Hunter Expressway on the way to uh, Corindai, that's for sure. OK. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, and uh, it's uh, unfortunate what is going on. The fourth at Rose Hill is the uh, Tab Slipper Stakes tomorrow. Now... The market boys. Um, Timmy Ryan and the team thought that uh, Espionage should open favourite, so they went up two thirty. Uh, within five minutes or ten minutes, it went to two twenty five, but since then has been a drifter. Two twenty five out to two sixty. Still holds plenty of money, but they just keep winding it out. The firm came for straight charge yesterday, so uh, on the Wednesday it was two eighty into two sixty back to two eighty. Then yesterday morning at twenty to eight. They went right. We'll back it. Two ninety into two forty, and is your favourite? Embassy was eleven dollars when they first opened markets on Wednesday. Was backed into seven fifty by Wednesday afternoon. Has remained at that seven fifty eight dollar price all the way through. Obviously, Amazing Eagle comes out. It goes to Canberra today. Thirty four dollars for Gatsby. Uh, Yoshinobu is eighty one dollars. It of course was in at Canberra today. Uh, and also at Canterbury tonight it was in, but it's been scratched, I think, from Canterbury tonight. So it'll come out of there and go around tomorrow. Um, Erno's Cube is at 7.50, 6 out to 7.50. Gay's Artist, 26 to 21. And Celerity, 15 into $12. I remember, Richie, you said Celerity a couple of weeks ago was going to be uh, one to really watch. Um, $12 in this uh, slip, silver slipper tomorrow. I think it's massive odds. I think it's massive odds. That said, um, I've got um, the other one on top being uh, straight charge. Interesting. The, the only interesting thing was in the straight charge that it just took, you know, a few strides from that inside draw in that last that, that recent trial just to to wind up. But then he got into a, a beautiful action and just kept on kept on rolling. So it'll be just interesting to see what happens. Whether the straight charge burn espionage who you know, in the trial, he kind of pinged out of the gates. But, I, look, I, you match the trials up, you try and work out which ones you like better. I think they both trial good. Just for me, I, 
I just think straight um, straight charge is the more two-year-old thing. I think the little sting out of the track helps the other one, espionage. But now I've backed straight charge. I've had a peanut on it already just to help the kids. And I've also had a, uh, something on celerity. So uh, maybe celerity because I, I just think it's top draw and just everything might come too quick for her. But I thought her debut run was outstanding from an impossible position. And she might be a lot closer and just go whooshka-doodle. So they're the two that I'm on, Dave. Now, just before we get to Chris, I don't want to give people a bum steer here. Um, and it's relating to... Uh Yoshinubu. It's $81 tomorrow in the Silver Slipper. It's obviously got uh, an acceptance tonight at Canterbury and also this race tomorrow. Now, the Canterbury scratchings aren't through as yet. I'm going to get uh, Mario to call uh, Rob Archibald or Annabelle because it's $18 tonight at Canterbury in race one, having its first start if it goes there with Chad on board, Chad Schofield. And the only reason why I'm interested in it is because they had the three noms, the Nisham Stable for this race and various other races. And when I spoke to Rob on Tuesday, he said, this is the, this is the, I said, any of these three, we should be following over the next couple of weeks. Do you like them? He said, yeah, I really like the Colt. Yoshinubu, it's, it's got, you know, something about him. So there's obviously a wrap on him, but where they go, that will be interesting. Um, I thought they'd they'd run tomorrow. Okay. Well, we'll find out from Rob uh, where they will go. but that's it. That's it. What's it drawn tonight? It's drawn drew... nine. He's drawn nine. Well, nine obviously was scratchings. No, that one's out. That one's out. So he's coming at least two. So he's that in the seven. One... So he's, yeah, he's in the. That one's out. No, so he's in another one. So he's in the six. Okay, so he's drawn six tonight, Yoshinobu. Well, Ben Gaul's out. It was in barrier six underneath it. Um, Maris is already out. It was drawn three. Actually, he and might be in. Warren... He might be in even more. He's only going to be 12 runners. Don't forget, although yes. he's 16, he's going to have a maximum of 12. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I think there's a couple of horses that go really good in that race there tonight. But I, that, again, I think there's a few that go pretty good in this race tomorrow, too. Okay. Mario, how good is this? This is what I love about it. See, I feel like we're on bloody, you know, Sky News. Mario comes in. What, what, what exactly did Rob say? Come on, this is breaking news. Breaking what, Mario? News. Uh, what, yeah, what Rob Archibald just spoke say? to Rob. He said they are looking at it now, and it's looking more than likely it will be running tonight, yeah. Okay. Did you have it in the numbers tonight, Richie? No. Okay. All right. Chris, what do you like in the silver? Just keep an eye on that horse. Uh, what do you like in the silver slipper, Rich? Uh, uh, Chris, sorry. Yeah, it's a, the market's flipped, doesn't it? The straight charge... Um, horse that's going to lead um, now favourite in front of Espionage. Strangely enough, in the slipper, in the golden slipper, not the silver slipper, um, they're the other way around. Espionage $13, infant 20s after its trial, and straight charge $21. So um, I, I come up with Espionage. I thought its breeders' win was um, really, really classy and good. I like that Gay, decide, Gay and Adrian decided. No, we'll put this one away. They knew they had a few others there, but um, this is the Piero preparation. Win the breeders, put it away, come back for the Silver Slipper, Todman Slipper. That's that's looks like the preparation they're going with. I think if there's enough speed, he'll get over the top of them and stamp himself as uh, another one that could be at the top of the markets with Switzerland and Stormboy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I reckon he's the one. He's had the perfect prep. Had only two trials. Both of the trials were good. Just watch that first trial. And he was a bit slow to begin. He was cruising through the line. The second trial, he got to the lead and he held off last command. It was so unlucky in that bias track at Canterbury on debut. I reckon if it's a firm, fast track and the rain misses, I'll be worried about straight charge hanging on. 
But if the rain comes and they're edging off rails, I reckon Espionage gets him late and Erno's Cube is the one that can run a place. All right, um, let's go to the last race, gents. I want to get your thoughts here because I'm invested already and I want to know if you think I've gone the right way or the wrong way. Gently rolled in the last. It's race 10, number 19. It's your 310 favourite uh, in from $3.60. There's been some money around too for a couple of honours here. Firstly, at bigger odds at the top of the tree, uh, there's been support around for um, Starman. Uh, it's at $10 in from a $12 price. Uh, another one, no jockey down as yet, but Romeo's Choice, they've had a little nibble at, and Acapella Sun as well for Jay Ford and M. Dahl is at 12 in the 10 after being big odds before that. So what do we like in the last over the 1,300? I don't know how you find these runners, Dave. Like, how, like you know, whether you've gone the right way. How did you find it? What, that it had on the tab app that it's the one in blue because it's the favourite? Is that how you find oh, it? Sometimes. No, I just put my Stevie Wonder glasses on like everyone else in the game and just, just <laughs> I waved my hands like Ray Charles and I just went, that one. No, I'll tell you why. Because I backed it last start at Ramwick when it beat Dakota Room and it was a lovely ride by Zach. And I also backed it first up with J-Mac. So I backed it first up with J-Mac. I thought, I'll get me money back here. I loved how he went to 1,300 last start. I like how he keeps it the 1,300, drawn soft. And if there's a bloke that loves King Brown was more than me, it's Brycey Hayes, and I reckon we'll be drinking a few tomorrow night. I think he's clearly the one to beat. Uh, I think it's – but, you know, he goes up the half kilo. Dakota Broom comes down a kilo and a half. Dakota Broom at the circle. The other one got the run up the inside. And got, get, but that said, it's drawn perfectly again yeah. tomorrow. Won't, that, won't like, Dakota have to do that same thing again tomorrow, you think, to do, do the circle? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, look, I I think they're great chances. I I think Dakota Broom is... I can't believe it's $10 compared to the other one, two to one. I think that's a huge discrepancy. I think Starman finds an ideal race where he can roll across with... Um, French bonnet drawn underneath, and you've got true crime out wide. I think Starman comes into a, a perfect spot. Brett Preble's back. Great to see uh, young Brettley back riding. Uh, High Blue Sea might be the fresh horse. Dave, I think it's got a terrific chance generally rolled. I think $3, though, compared to a few others, is rock, rock bottom for me at the moment. Uh, if I'm betting at the moment, I'm having a peanut on uh, Starman and Dakota Vroom. Okay. What about yourself, uh, Chris? Um, I think it's rock bottom odds. I think you'll get a lot better if you want to back it. Weight, it's um, a smaller stable. They tend to they tend to take a few more risks with them. So I think it's it's one you can wait for. The weather, it's a bit of a weather watch. High blue sea. Good to see Brett Preble back. As Richard said, he had had a couple of months off there, and he's refreshed and ready to go. Um, he's this is a really nice horse. The first up win um, was really good. The only question mark is it's had three starts and good tracks for three wins, and otherwise it's missed the only one run placing. So um, soft track, a bit of a um, stretch there. I think if you're playing quaddies, you've got to get out out in the market, like Richard said, and chuck in Starman and a few others around the $10 mark because it might be just a nice end to the quaddie where, where one of these horses can get over the top of them at a good price. All right, uh, and uh, before we get to our punters panel multi, which is not too far away either, uh, there is another race uh, I wanted to look at. What here, about Mike? Mike's thoughts? No, no, no. I wanted to. I wanted to get just let Mike and all of you know that I wanted to talk about the highway after this. So obviously we're going to have a look at race ten, but then the highway after this. 
Yeah, mate, I think, I think you'll be fine in race 10. I think Gently Rolled gets the prize, mate. And I think if you want to have a peanut on something else to, to cover, I think Kintai is very, very sneaky. They've dodged the group horses. The barrier trial was good. I reckon Jason Collett can weave a path late. And I don't like, also I don't like what a better out is High Blue Sea. I reckon he, had, well, he, had, he did have a couple of bone chips removed, long spell, obviously good first up, but maybe he's gone flat now. Okay, beautiful. What about the highway then? Uh, before we get to the punters panel multi, um, Rapidash at 5.50s there, Belvedere Boys at 4. This is a good race because you've got a number of good horses, uh, even this Palazzo Prince. I mean, we could see some horses possibly going to a country championship qualifier after this. Richie? Oh, I think we've lost Richie there. We might have to reset his line. So I'll go to Chris. Uh, we've just had Richie's line disconnected there, the mobile. So, Chris, just back on the um, country championships here. I mean, I was on Rapidash last start. Just can't get any luck. Yeah, was a bit unlucky. I think Belvedere boys, well, it was a, it was a train wreck as well. So um, I think Nash getting on Belvedere boys, speaking to Matty Dunn, it'll go to the wild card after this and he's... He, he really likes it as a chance in the country championship. So if he can win the wild card, he'll be winning winning a highway that can do that. So um, I, I'm I'm with it. It's, I think it's one of the better bets of the day, actually, Belvedere boys. I think Nash will do his thing, get it to the outside and just fly down the outside, win, and um, you'll probably be taking a shorter price in the country championships after that. All right. Uh, Mike, what do you like uh, when it comes to the highway? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Rapid Ash, but I guess he was a bit unlucky. But maybe, like Ruta was saying, Belvedere boys might be the way to go. I think this is a typical highway. It's the progressive horse versus the Matty Dunn horse. And I reckon Belvedere boys is probably the horse to beat. There's a couple that could beat him, including Palazzo Prince. I think he might drift late in betting because his rating was only fair last start, but he was dominant. Uh, the apprentice jockey didn't even ask him to do much. He just snuck up the inside and got the win. And his first start win was very, very strong. Reese Jones gets back in the saddle. Like I said, wait for him to drift and back him late. All right. Uh, we're still trying to get a hold of Richie Callender here. We've had an issue with the phone line or something. So we do have the Punters Panel Multi coming up next. What we'll do, we will pause, we'll break, and then on the other side, we're going to have the Multi, our top four selection Multi. My leg will be gently, gently rolled in the last. I think that it will be finishing in the top four. So I've thrown it in uh, as one of the legs this week. And then we'll get to Richard's thoughts, Chris's thoughts, and Mike's thoughts. Celebrating the best New South Wales racing, Sky Sports Radio. Oh, okay, let's get back to the punters panel. All right, uh, let's get our selections and thoughts. Where'd you go, Richie? I had to lose your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, uh, let's get your let's get your thoughts. Uh, top four. What's running? T- <laughs> I've lost it. Uh, what's running top four, Richard? Uh, David, um, <laughs> seeing as everyone else is just looks for uh, more fancy runners, I've gone for in race number six on the card tomorrow, David, the Yarraman yes. Park, a load of the Mitchell boys. Yes. Uh, I've, I've put in number three, Palmetto. First up since running down in the gong behind, detonated Jack, tried well, got a class edge on a lot, half of these mugs. And I think barrier one with Molly Burke's three kilo claim. Whether he can win or not, I think he runs top four comfortably. Okay, so there's our first leg. Uh, what about uh, your leg, Chris? Yeah, and isn't Molly Burke riding really well? John Sargent's giving her a lot of opportunities, and she's um, she's taking another step into town now. She's going really well. Don't be afraid to chuck her in three kilos off. Um, I'm I'm with Zagotcha. I think the soft track just plays into the hands. I can't see it missing top four, and I think it can win. 
What about yourself, yeah. Mike? Yeah, after after Richie beating his chest for tipping a five dollar shot, I don't think that's that's too long a shot, Richie. We've got a few favourites, don't we? Race eight, Hobartville, number one top kitten. Nash will find some space and he'll probably win. All right, and as I said before, gently rolled, gets the lovely run from the gate. Think it can run top four, and hopefully Zach Lloyd, who is riding really good, Zach. He had a little off period there. But he's back. Uh, he's got his timing back. Duff even alluded to that on Punters Postmortem on Monday. And hopefully he can get the job done for us and run top four in the last. Now, the price of this multi, boys, will be $4.50. Four fifty will be the multi. And I think Dicko is going to open this multi any moment. So it will be under the sports section. Then click on today's offers and you will see it uh, there, the HQ Punters Panel Multi, and it is open now as we speak. So for those that are driving in the car uh, or that are writing down, some people like to just write down our selections and follow them if they don't like taking the multi via the tab. The selections are race six, number three. So uh, we're starting late in the day. Race six, number three, to run a place, uh, to run top four, sorry. Race seven, number one in Sydney to run top four. Race eight, number one to run top four. And race 10, number 19 to run top four. That is currently $4.50. Four fifty. They'll obviously bet this until a certain liability is reached. And I can tell you already, boys, where there has been just a tick under 6,000 placed on that particular multi. So uh, I'll throw it up in the Racing HQ Bets Friends section as well. So you'll be able to follow that if you can't find it the other way. Best bets on the card. What is your best bet for the meeting, Richard? I just noticed, just I just noticed clicking on the scratchings tonight that Infinity has come out of the last, who was my best bet there tonight. So okay. Infinity has come surprising, out of well. the last. That's surprising. Maybe. I wonder if. No, does it get a run, that naval seal? Yeah, it probably gets a run emergency. Maybe James McDonald goes on to it. Um, my best bet on the program tomorrow, David, as I look at my sheets here. Um, I've got Palmetto a lot better than what it was. Um, no, I'll, I'll just tell I'll, I'll just tip your race one number four, Gatsby's tonight. Okay, perfect. Uh, so Gatsby's tonight. What about uh, yourself, Chris, tomorrow? What do you like? I think Tom Kim's, Kim's the best bet on the program. I know it's short, but I think it's got class class on its side and will be winning a lot better race than a Group 2 race this preparation. So I think it'll be a Group 1 winner by the end, again, by the end of the preparation. Right. I think Ballroom Bell is a really good each way bet earlier in the day. Uh, and uh, Mike Wood, what about yourself? Yeah, I reckon Tom wins race eight, but my best bet is Waterhouse and Bot to dominate race four. I reckon Espionage wins, wins well, and is short for the slipper. And do you want a Blue Diamond tip as well? Well, yeah. I was going to ask about the Blue Diamond because it's always good, this Sydney form going down there. I know they've got a pretty good one. It looks like the Mexicans with Coleman, but, gee, Lady of Camelot, what do we think of Lady of Camelot? And what is your tip, I should say, Mike, for the Blue Diamond? Yeah, I reckon Lady of Camelot's going to be hard to beat. I think it's all about how much pace there is in the race. But there's a sneaky Sydney horse they've sent down there, Godolphin Traffic Warden. We know he's two legs off the best two-year-olds in Australia. And he was a sneaky run last start. I reckon 40s is way overs. Traffic Warden and the Blue Diamond for Willow? Gee, wouldn't that be something? Willow comes out and wins the big group one. Uh, going, Social media will Going forward, again. going forward and leading. <laughs> uh, $41 and $10 for Traffic Warden. And, yes, Richard, Canterbury tonight, mate. It's the final Friday night of the season. Um, and I think you'll get a good little crowd there. I know they are predicting that storm, but hopefully it whisks through early and you, you get out there tonight. Yeah, we've got a few people joining. We're going to have a chat with Jake. Now, we're going to have a chat with Chris Harwood, of course, who's 
one of Chris Waller's main men. And, of course, we're going to reminisce about the career of Very Elegant, who Chris rode every day uh, from when Very Elegant joined wow. the Chris Waller stable. That's, we're going to have Kim Clark, a few others. We're going to have the... It's the final night of the the, uh, the agency or the team, the number one real estate joint. We'll hand out the you know the two five thousand dollar checks winners tonight. Whether we have the presentations another night, but at the moment, John O'Shea leads the uh, ball speed two sixty three. Tim Clark leads the distance two fifty eight. So last chance tonight. Travis Kelsey will have a hit after race seven. Yep, he'll be there for most of the night with us. Trav number eighty seven. <laughs> he'll join us. We might even have a little bit of a video link through to our core stadium. Uh, with Tay-Tay, and if we can get that, the boys are currently working on that, but there is a, an issue there, but if we can get a cheerio from Tay-Tay, it'll be nice. Uh, so we've got plenty of activity there tonight, uh, and it's the last of the Friday nights. If you can, get out to Canterbury. It's a, it's a good night, plenty of fun to be had, and then uh, again there at Rose Hill tomorrow. What about uh, yourself, Chris? Um, your Anything for Canterbury tonight? I know you've always got your finger on the pulse, Chris. This is why you... You know, Sydney Morning Hell's number one. Yeah, nothing for Canterbury tonight. Um, you just enjoy enjoy the private box with Michael Clark at um, Tay Tay, and I'm oh, sure she'll come up and visit visit Clarky. He's oh, such a big personality. Oh, hello, Dave. No, Are mate. You in the private box tonight? <laughs> no, I'm not, mate. No, I'm in. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, the beautiful Clavelli Hotel probably this afternoon. That's where I'm going to be. Are you the Clavelli Hotel? There's enough there's enough Taylor Swifts down there, let me tell you. You don't need to go out to Homebush to see any more. Uh, gentlemen, have a great day. Enjoy tomorrow. I'm back plenty of winners, all right? Michael Clark will be at Tay Tay. That's his scene, isn't it? That, that, that's no, can I, to, can I let you in? You know what the difference is? We have to get different clothes to wear. Clarky just wears his normal everyday clothes. <laughs> hey, can, can, I get, can I let you in on a little tip? Uh, I, I asked this last during the week because I thought, oh, well, you know, we, we come in in that segment and obviously we're talking about country championships and whatnot and I'd like to bring Michael into the convo. I said, mate, have you got any tickets? And I was told afterwards, a bit of a sore point, he can't get tickets. So there you go. M. Clark can't get oh. tickets. Oh. So anyway, be, um, he, there'll be calls being made. After, after this, after this, he'll have tickets and we'll be seeing the pap, pap photos of you and him dancing oh, together in the box. That. A bit like... A, a bit like Tay Tay at the Super Bowl. I don't know about that. And, I don't know about that. Dave, yes, mate. I just want to wish uh, Gary McQuillan and all the team at Punk Curry the best of the yes. championship tomorrow. And also Des Kennedy, the great man, and everyone out there at Mudgee on Sunday. Uh, the big championship qualifiers out there. So good luck to both clubs. going to be wonderful day Saturday and Sunday at those both clubs uh, with their championships. It certainly is. Uh, just let you boys know, just a tick under $19,000 taken on that multi thus far, Dicko tells me, at $4.50. So plenty of people listening this morning, hoping to follow us in tomorrow at Rose Hill. That's been the Punters panel on this Friday, the 23rd of Feb. We'll see you later on.